Hello, everyone. This is Vern Davis. I'm your host of Plant Profits. Welcome, everyone, to Plant Profits today. Looking forward to the show. Uh, Real excited about my guest uh, that we are sharing with you today. And Plant Profits is brought to you by Produce Global. My guest has spent more than 20 years in private equity and a bunch of private equity experience, founded multiple $500 million alternative firms and serves on the board of numerous cannabis companies. His private equity firm focuses on investing in the legalized legalized cannabis industry. And my guest today um, is Mr. Matt Hawkins. And Matt is the founder and managing partner of Entourage Effect Capital. Matt, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm awesome. I am. I'm doing awesome. Uh, I'm really, really, um, really glad that you're here today and want to really talk about uh, the money side of the cannabis business a little bit. And I'm really excited about that. Now, just to, to get some things straight here, what, yeah. what 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 happened there? What transpired that that you wanted to, to really do something different? Well, there was nothing different about it. We okay. were just getting, t- we were getting tired of being confused with Cresco Labs as were they. <laughs> okay. All right. It's pretty fun. It's, a, it's actually a funny story. We were, you know, we founded the firm in 2014. Yeah. Uh, Cresco Labs was right around the same time and Cresco was just Latin for grow. And so we both, yeah. you know, thought Charlie and I thought we were both clever and turns out we uh, both <laughs> picked the same name. <laughs> we, 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 we have a good laugh about it and we actually, uh, you know, Charlie and I talked and you know, they have a brand, uh, our brand is our track record. Right. And we really just were, it was, it got to the point where both he and I were getting calls like, okay, so are y'all affiliated? We're like, no, yeah. No, <laughs> so you, you, you made, you made the move, changed the name and, uh, entourage effect, uh, capital. I love that name. How did you come up with it? Well, it's interesting. Another interesting story. We hired, a, um, an ad agency to kind of help us you know, formulate a new name. And right. one of my part, one of my partners, Andy Sterner had, had bought the name Entourage Effect Capital, you know, the domain name and secured the, uh, the rights to it and everything. And the whole team was kind of like, I don't know, it sounds kind of hokey. It sounds like too much, you know, too much into cannabis, but we couldn't come up with anything else. And finally it started growing on all of us. And, yeah. Uh, and we, uh, so we decided to give it a shot and we're really happy with it. No, that's, that's, that's awesome. That's, that's great. Now you're, you're, you're living in the DFW area and you're, did you go to UT in Austin? You go to UT Austin? I did. I did. Yeah. Took them orange. Yeah. Are you a wonderful <laughs> Texan? Are you a Texan? I am. I am. I grew up in Dallas. I was uh, actually born in Austin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but our, you know, my, my partners live in, in Fort Lauderdale. So that's where we built out the team. So we've got our team of eight people uh in an office over there and so i'm there a lot and uh okay plus i'm on the road a lot with you know raising money and trying to put some deals together yeah well we got that in common you know I, i'm living in austin now oh good okay yeah and uh uh i was i was hoping you said you were texan yeah. um but uh no that's great um so your team's in fort lauderdale and uh, there's a lot of cannabis in that area. It was a big medicinal state. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it, it, there's no doubt about it. It's a, um, you know, I think it's, it's very interesting because it's a, you know, 
pretty conservative state, but yeah, it's got yeah. one of the most uh, robust medicinal programs in the nation. So it just kind of shows you another reason why we feel like cannabis is bipartisan and it's uh, both sides of the aisle need to get together and, and figure out a way to, to, to make this legal yeah. across the nation. No, no doubt. Um, absolutely. Uh, no doubt. Now, Matt, you, you started out in real estate investments and, um, uh, that was a journey for you. And uh, how did you get into the cannabis? How did you get to cannabis? Yeah. yeah. So actually prior to my real estate, yeah. uh, ventures, I was, I've been in, I kind of cut my teeth just in traditional private equity. Okay. And so, uh, that was really my comfort zone. Okay. And so, uh, but I did during the downturn, I had raised a private lending fund where mm -hmm. we ended up, you know, doing a lot of loans for broken real estate deals. Mm -hmm. uh, but that also included some multifamily and we ended up buying a couple of portfolios of multifamily assets. Mm -hmm. I built up that, that platform and then we sold that in 2014. And since I had raised a private debt fund before i kind of turned that deal spigot back on okay and obviously in, in 14 you know shortly after colorado oregon the state of washington had all gone recreationally legal i knew nothing about cannabis at the time other than you know i'd used in college but that's right it. and um so what i started seeing uh i was getting deals from warehouse owners in denver that were looking to refinance their mortgages out of commercial debt to get into private debt, which would then give them the ability to lease their facilities to growers because of the commercial mortgage, you know, having a uh, federally illegal tenant would violate multiple covenants. And so they were willing to pay, you know, 12 to 14% yields. I thought that was very interesting and actually mm -hmm. closed on closed on a loan. But my, I, Vern, I call it my luck and timing moment because that's when I, I realized that, you know, the yields would likely dry up. But if I could mm -hmm. figure out how to underwrite the cannabis assets themselves and raise some money around it, that would really be my comfort zone anyway. So I just yeah. needed to, to kind of get comfortable with the federal illegality, which back in 14 was a totally different world than today. I mean, I, I was totally, you know, that I, you know, I was well, up a couple of nights thinking I, you know, there's a chance I'd go to jail. So. Yeah. yeah. Colorado was just coming online. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah. tough. Yeah. And so, so that's what we did. That, that was the genesis of fund one. We raised, um, you know, it wasn't a big fund, but it was about 10 million plus another, you know, with another partnership, we had another 10 million of co-invest and uh, mm -hmm. it's been a great run. Now we're on fund three. Oh, that's great. That is, that is, uh, that's a, that's a hell of a story. So, uh, you kind of, uh, found yourself in the cannabis arena. That's right. Yeah, exactly. And because, yeah. and it was through, and that was through the real estate originally, but then, you know, if not for the, the you know, we had, had a very friendly uh, uh, borrower who kind of gave me access to the tenant and then all of a sudden the tenant and his whole ecosystem of cannabis Mm -hmm. uh, companies, uh, they all thought I was new money. Well, hell, I didn't have two dimes rubbed together in cannabis back then. So <laughs> I had to go out and raise it. <laughs> oh, that's great. Give us kind of the state of the union about uh, investing in the cannabis market. What What's going on? Because my sense is that some of these really good companies are undervalued. Talk, talk to us about that. There's no doubt about it. I yeah. Mean, look, there is, we are full square in the middle of a 
bear market in, um, mm-hmm. in cannabis. Yeah, and, and that from from and that's primarily impacting public companies. Um, but valuations have come down in private companies as well. And but that gives us a tremendous buying opportunity to make investments in good companies. And, and let's face it, I mean, you know, just to, we've kind of grown up as a firm and where we invest in the, you know, from a, from a uh, size and a stage standpoint, we've matured along with the industry. Fund one was very, you know, crazy early stage, like, you know, basically angel investing. Mm-hmm. Uh, fund one was, or fund two was more, you know, series A, okay. uh, you know, a little bit, a little bit later stage, but now fund three is, is growth equity. And we're writing much bigger checks. It's okay. A, you know, we're it's a hundred fifty million dollar fund. We've raised about you know almost half of that, mm-hmm. and we've made seven investments already. But they're all, for the most part, you know, short of a, a, a carve out for uh, some early stage deals through our partnership with Barview. Um, but everything else is late state later stage. And what we're trying to do is build scale with these companies, regardless of what they're really worth right now. Right. Because the reality is if we build scale and make these companies, you know, big and attractive, when this thing becomes quasi legal, institutional capital comes in the game, then the NASDAQ and New York Stock Exchange open, where you get big pharma, tobacco, alcohol, CPG companies, the, these, the multiples are going to skyrocket. And so we want to be in a position with our companies to be able to hand these to a silver platter to the larger check writers that can take it the industry to the next level. Just make no mistake about it. There is a dearth of capital out there and we need a, a, a you know, we need fresh funds to come in to take it to the next level. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to take a quick break, Matt. And when we come back, I really want you to talk to us about what these companies need to do to take the next step um, in, in their evolution of, of being um, uh, really important in the space and being valuable in the space and, and, um, and moving forward. So we really want to talk to you about that. Hey, I'm Vern Davis. I'm your host of Plant Profits, and Plant Profits is brought to you by Protus Global. My guest today is Matt Hawkins. He is the founder and managing partner of Entourage Effect Capital. We'll be right back. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Welcome to Plant Profits, everyone. I am your host, Vern Davis, and Plant Profits is brought to you by Protus Global. My guest today is uh, Mr. Matt Hawkins, and Matt is the founder and managing partner of Entourage Effect Capital. And Matt, we were discussing specifically uh, companies in uh, the cannabis arena, which you are funding and, and writing checks for in your third fund. Congratulations on that. And you're funding companies and getting them down the road further each time you open a fund. And I think that's awesome. What, what are some of the gaps or some of the opportunities you see that these companies need and that really helps you understand who you should invest in. Well, it, it's it's been consistent from day one until now. We, we are okay. you know, we're backing uh, exceptional management teams. And, okay. And the truth and the truth of the matter is is that it's gotten easier because there are more talented uh, professionals that are entering the space now than ever before. I'll give yeah. you an example. We just you know we. 
uh, or the majority, well, we're one of the largest shareholders of Harborside, which is soon to, tra- to be uh, state house holdings in California, one of the largest uh, mm-hmm. uh, single, single state operators in California. We threw the four-way merger of Harborside, Loud Pack, uh, right. Leaf, and Sublime. And we hired a, a guy by the name of Ed Schmoltz to be our CEO. And Ed is a real guy. I mean, he comes from... You know, Goldman background. He was right. COO of, of Patagonia, CEO of, um, of uh, uh, gosh, what's wrong with me? Of Red Envelope, and then also the, the CEO of FAO Schwartz. And and so that's a pedigree that is that hasn't been in the industry uh, very often, but now it's pretty commonplace. And so. Yeah. Backing managers like that is a is a big big deal for us, and it just makes our job easier. Yeah, the talent is. So I'm in the talent business and um, at Protus Global, and the talent um, area is is what I agree with you. It, it is making it easier for me, <clears throat> the lay investor or someone else, the lay investor in the industry, to look at the company like you would look at any other company that you would invest in, yeah, right? And, and, and you're looking for these leadership teams, you're looking at board of directors, um, and you're you're really trying to understand if these people have what it takes to take this thing to the next level. And, and happily, I report that more and more companies are getting, are getting there, right? They're, they're, they're finding that. So, um, now it's quite interesting. You just mentioned the gentleman uh, that you 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 put into uh, the Harborside investment. That is that is uh, a person with just huge capital markets experience. And um, uh, now, so I'm seeing a couple things, Matt. I'm seeing that where you go with the huge capital markets experience, and I'm also seeing that where you go with. The, um, the a standard consumer products, big company, uh, background experience, maybe a little less on the capital markets, but really understand how to run a, a business that produces and makes things. How do you see that? Well, um, it's a very good statement because in our search process for that CEO, yeah, we saw we saw candidates that were that you just described. Mm-hmm. And it really became, I mean, we were, it made it a hard decision, uh, yeah. a lot, a lot of talent. Um, and so that only gives me comfort that the industry is, is even on more solid footing with, you know, excellent management teams taking over the companies that, um, you know, that, that want to take that next step. And it's, and, and we met a whole lot of people along the way that mm-hmm. we could plug in potentially to some of our other investments. So we're really excited about that. No, that's great. Um, I, I totally, um, totally, um, I totally get that for sure. You, you know, it's it's quite interesting also that um, <clears throat> when I look at at some of the 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 cannabis companies is um, uh, branding, right? So let's. I really want to talk about 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 that and and creating value through brands do you believe that's the journey of a cannabis company or is it going to be different depends on which sector you're in yeah um, 
I mean, branding is obviously very, very important, but let's face it, until we have a more traditional interstate commerce play, it makes it really, really hard. Um, you know, there's really, you know, in my opinion, one nationwide brand, and that's cookies. Um, and they've done a great job of, of, of uh, unlocking that potential and will continue to unlock it going forward. Uh, but short of that, you know, just licensing your products to other license holders in different states, it's, it's, it's not that easy. No. And, you know, every, I think it's easier to build a brand, you know, in the West and go East versus the East and go West. Um, and until it becomes a true interstate commerce play, we're going to have a shortage of brands, in my opinion. Okay. I think that's a fair, a fair yeah, point. Nation, nation, nationwide brands is what I was trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a fair point. So do you believe that the different states have identified have brands that can be identified uh, as related to that state? Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. just look at, I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, I think that there's, there's brands that, that, that aren't, that haven't gone anywhere except for, you know, one, maybe two states. So it's, uh, and we've got brands in our portfolio that have tried to do that and have, have maybe, maybe succeeded in one or two states, but failed in another. Right. Um, it's, it's it's pretty interesting how it all how it all works that way. Yeah, uh, it, it is. My my uh, my observation, Matt, is that um, it 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 appears to me that there's still just a lot of education need to happen by these companies with consumers uh, about what they're actually creating for them and the experiences that they're creating for them. Uh, and to the to the level of, you know, uh, other consumer related products or other farmer related products, where you where you have a a, a really solid level of expectation of what's going to happen uh, when you eat something, take something, smoke something, drink something, uh, however you consume it. I think that's really um, really important. I couldn't and I, agree more. Couldn't yeah. agree more. Education is going to be in, in, in all in, in in all aspects of the industry. Education is important, and so yeah. uh, I think you're spot on there. Yeah, you know, Matt, how, how do you the non-touching companies in that entire environment? Right to me, that's like a an, another world uh, in the same world, right in in, mm-hmm. in the same space. Um, is that uh, is that thriving? Now is, is that a place you make investments? How do you sure. look? Oh yeah, yeah, no, we 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 invest both in plant touching and non plant touching companies, and and really, if you think about it, the the non plant touching companies in some cases have an advantage because they can cross state lines. Yeah, but that does but but it doesn't make it any easier. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, it's still the cannabis industry is still a difficult one to to succeed in, and so. Um, but yeah, like Fund Three has a, you know, we probably have one of the most unique uh, ancillary investments uh, in our portfolio now than, than than anyone, and that is, well, people, a lot of people have invested in it, but are really excited about uh, Hound Labs, which is a uh, the, the, really the only commercialized breathalyzer measuring THC content in your body at that particular moment that's on the market right now. Oh, and, that's interesting. Yeah. And you, you talk about, you know, impairment and, um, you know, that's going to be a, 
and measure and detecting what that might be. I mean, that's a huge uh, subject that, that really is just scratching the surface. But when we get closer to legalization, certainly when there's a legalization event, that's going to be a big, big thing. And so um, we're pretty excited about the prospects of that deal. That's that's exciting. That that is absolutely exciting, and uh, I think that's a huge opportunity. And those companies can also go public in the U.S. You know, sure. uh, which which is is could be helpful to them and and what they're trying to get accomplished. Hey, I'm Vern Davis, and I'm your host of Plant Profits. Thank you all for joining us here. We're going to take a quick break. My guest today is Matt Hawkins, founder and managing partner of Entourage Effect Capital. We'll be right back. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to Plant Profits. Thank you all for joining us here today on the show. Our guest today has been and is Matt Hawkins, founder and managing partner of Entourage Effect Capital. Hey, Matt, look, uh, good conversation. Love to, to get your view of what's happening from our government perspective and the effect that it's having on the industry. Um, It seems like we, we, we tend to set timelines for things um, and, and they never happened on time. (laughs) You know, I, I, I've kind of gotten to the point where I'm, I I just don't prognosticate this anymore because it's impossible to do it. But I'll, I will tell you this. I I think we're at a tipping point. And and the reason I can say that is that, Um, with New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut all going recreational, don't use uh, legal. I mean, you're talking about, I mean, really, our fair state of Texas is the only real populous state in the the nation that doesn't have even a thriving medical program. Right. It's not even decriminalized here. Right. No, no. But but setting that issue aside for a second, I think at a national level, it's becoming so bipartisan. And you're also getting, you know, Finally, getting you know big banks, they're starting to you know voice their opinion on wanting the Safe Banking Act to pass. Mm-hmm. So I think that the Safe Banking Act has a chance of passing sometime, you know, in early 2023. Um, and I think it's and, and I think in addition to that, you've got um, you know maybe it's three, maybe four, maybe five years, but you've got you know there's three bills that are out there, two from Democrats and one from a Republican on some type of legalization yeah you know the the the, the you know the, the more act and the Schumer bill are um on the democratic side and then macy mace's uh uh bill on the republican side and if, if we can just be smart about wanting i think we all want social equity we all want <clears throat> legalization mm-hmm. but if we can figure out how to separate the two and do them at the same time i think it could get done but um and I think it's getting closer. I mean, it's, it's the court of public opinion, Vern. I mean, we've got almost 70% of Americans that want it. Not to mention, yeah. I think it's, I can't remember the stat, but I think it's two-thirds of Americans live in a legalized state now. So, yeah. I mean, come on. Let's just, I mean, it's just, it's a matter of listening to your constituents. Well, that makes so much sense, but government tend not to... Doesn't make, make sense. <laughs> right, right. I mean, everything you said is just, okay, how could it not be? Uh, it's common and, sense. I, right. You know, I listened to a... Uh, uh, you know, it's amazing because, um, you know, Bill Maher, who, you know, yeah. did not to get too political, but he was on with, uh, Joe Rogan the other day. And I listened to a snippet of it. And these are two 
you know, pretty polarizing, you know, left, right, you know, but they, I mean, they couldn't agree more. They were all commonsensical things yeah. they were talking about. Right. And it was, and it all made sense. And so if we could just get back to that, not just in cannabis, but everything, we, hell, we may all, this may be all right. <laughs> <laughs> so do you, you think banking is, is, is going to go first? I think so. You think I those think are separate? Thing you think do. they're separate issues? I do. Yeah. I do. I do. I just, I think it's an easier thing to do. I think they're mm-hmm. getting more traction from that. It's also a safety issue. I think the, I think Congress recognizes that. Um, we'll see, but Hey, I've been wrong so many times on this. But that's just my personal opinion. Yeah. It, it, it seems to make sense, but again, making sense is the enemy of this. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's talk a little bit more about entourage and, and what you guys yeah. talk to us about your vision of what you guys are trying to do and, and how you want to implant your name into this cannabis industry. Well, hopefully we've already we've done that in a big way. We've made yeah. you know, 60 investments or so thus far and out of our three funds and a bunch of special purpose entities. Uh, yeah. We still have a little work to do to finish out the raise on our third fund. But I think that the, the timing is perfect because during our hold period, you know, you, you think about a fund's hold period, it's usually you know, five, seven years or so. Mm-hmm. I mean, fund three and even, and even fund two for that matter, I mean, it's right in the Square the middle of when we think something might happen at a federal level, and that's right. You know, bring all that capital that's going to come in, as I mentioned earlier, that's going to be to the benefit of companies that you know have been smart and invested their capital wisely and have grown and built scale. And we're just trying to enable our our investments to be able to do that. And, and we get involved to the extent we need to, um, but. Ultimately, we're like I said earlier, we're backing excellent management teams, and we think that we're in a position to, um, because of our track record and longevity in the industry, to get access to the best deals, which we, you know, mm-hmm. shown we can do. Yeah, um, and then and drive returns for our investors. That's that's really all we're doing. Yeah, you, you simple, uh, simple, but I'm sure it's not not easy to execute. Not not quite that. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you to your point we were talking about brandon before entourage is a great brand in the in the in the whole ecosphere of being in cannabis you you guys are have done made some tremendous investments in some companies we all know the names of and um and i really appreciate you coming on the show today and i thank you for uh taking the time out of a busy day to do that and um, and look forward to continuing our conversations, Matt, over the future here uh, and seeing you at some of the places that we all go to uh, for conventions and, and shows and those kinds of things. I'm sure I'll, I'll uh, and we will run into each other. Um, absolutely. And so, uh, look, everyone, thanks for joining us all on Plant Profits. Uh, today. Um, my guest today, as I said, is Mr. Matt Hawkins, and he is the founder and uh, managing partner of Entourage Capital, Entourage Effect Capital, uh, and um, would love for all of you to find this episode and other episodes of Plant Profits by going to CannabisRadio.com or subscribe to the show through other, wherever you get your podcast out outlets like Apple, Amazon, Spotify, iHeart, everywhere you get 
your podcast, you can find Plant Profits. Go and download it. Um, follow Protus Global on LinkedIn, Instagram, social media. We're on all of those sites and learn how we, through bringing great talent to our clients, that we're building companies and we're changing people's lives at protusglobal.com, P-R-O-T-I-S, global.com. Until next time, cheers. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.